0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for taking time out each week to to listen, to share, for your messages, and most importantly, for the work that you're doing to make Jesus famous around the world. There's still so much work to be done, and there is much opposition. Not so much as far as like the facebook or instagram or twitter or whatever the stuff that's going on in america and the debate about censorship i'm not even concerned about that i'm saying our our adversary satan is at work trying to discourage, trying to really just destroy the work that so many are trying to do. And I hope that you are encouraged. I hope God is providing and protecting for you. We are seeing just record amount of hospitalizations because of COVID here in the States. And after going through that and and you know, thankfully not getting one of the most serious forms of it, at least but it was tough just for me with my reduced immune system. And, and it was, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen from it. And so, so many more people that I know are coming down with it. And most are recovering, but not everybody. It's personally affected my life too. And so, I'm just praying for you all. I hope that you recognize that, that that you're a part of a group of people. And I hope that we're praying for each other and lifting each other up. One of my biggest fears is the commoditization and the competition when it comes to this whole idea of using media marketing for movements to find seekers. And what I mean by that is when we get an idea that there's only one way to do something, and so we commoditize it. We've, we've ran one type of ad, or we've done one type of thing, or we have one type of strategy, and that's it. Like, that's the only way. Well, that's that's a dangerous thing to me. And it's also the idea of, of competition. It just If we get into this reality where we aren't com- contributing and really just trying to help each other for the common goal and mission we have, well, then Satan's going to win. And so I hope that we can push and we can try as best as we can to work together. That is really my ultimate dream over all of this. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about Google Analytics Four. It's a brand new suite of analytics that Google has released. And they've been some testing that they've been doing because one of the things that's happening is the third party pixel tracking. So if you think about it, you're on Facebook, it sees what you know you're doing there. But then you go to like my website and it can track across those domains and go from first party of Facebook over to my website, which is not Facebook. And so some of that capabilities are going away. And and so Google has been driving this. Uh, Apple's already doing it with their Safari browser, and Google's going to be doing it with Chrome. And so they've been testing this whole idea of machine learning and cohort learning and on-device machine learning and... The thing is is that it's not there yet. Okay? It's just the answers aren't there yet. There's a lot that is unknown, there's testing, there's some ideas. I've been doing some stuff on the Google side with server side tracking of events, but with the Facebook side, I I still haven't found an answer yet to those. One of the things though as we talk about Google Analytics today that I want you to understand is that Google themselves are looking to move away From this idea of just one-on-one, to to go to one person, to target one person, retargeting has always been hard. Now, as an agency, and for me, uh, John, I've kind of gotten this reputation as a Facebook guy, but truth be told, I do just as much on Google as I do on Facebook. If I had to choose, I would choose Facebook right now over Google because of the ability to get really, really granular with the targeting, and and more importantly, for the retargeting. And so I, I, I love the ability to when I can see how long someone's been on a page or how many pages they've gone to, and that's still going to be there to a degree. Okay, it's not like it's completely going to be zero, but it is going to be less and less. And part of this is for privacy and other reasons and and you know I'm all for that, okay? I'm all for privacy. That's good. But people do want to be able to see uh, content that relates to them and you know if you want free platforms like Facebook or whatever else, Instagram, well, it's got to be paid for. And that's where the advertisers come into it and being able to do that. And so Google's been testing this idea of cohorts. So if you've got coffee lovers, if you've got, you know, people that like Labradoodle dogs or the Kansas City Chiefs, which would be a great cohort or, you know, Chelsea Football Club or or, or whatever. All right, that's great. But I'm guessing there's not going to be religious ones because Google has made it very hard to retarget because of religious types of retargeting, okay? And so it is definitely a a big area. And so one of the things that they're talking about in their own testing of this is that they really want to move away from one-to-one, all right? So they want to get away from that idea and move more towards these groups or cohorts and being able to do that. So they're moving away – the article I was reading from adexchanger.com, they said with this idea of the privacy sandbox, they envision that they're moving away from a one-to-one identity and the shift towards aggregation and cohorts is going to serve as the foundation for privacy-preserving APIs that allow for interest-based advertising while preventing cross-site tracking. Well, that's the issue. I don't know if we're going to be able to do religious-based ones. So we're just going to have to see, all right? So there's so much that's happening that I don't have the answers for. And sometimes you reach out and you go, hey, what about this or that? I don't know. I mean, I'm always learning new things myself. So we had a podcast here just a week or two ago talking about what happens when your ads get blocked, your ad accounts. Well, a new part of information to that is if you're using like a URL shortener, Bitly, b i t . l y, or something like that, or you're you're advertising for one website, but then you're driving them to a different one. There's a good chance your account may get blocked on Facebook and Instagram in that Facebook business account. Part of it is the algorithm. Part of it is them trying to block the political ads here in the U.S. season. But you know, I don't know what all of it is, and so there's just a lot of variables that are at play. And so Google's doing a lot of stuff, but I see that that's where it's going. So we need to already be thinking that kind of a way of this idea of groups of machine learning all of that now so Google came out with a brand new type of reporting so they did they introduced app plus web and so if you if you work in Google tag manager I hope that you do it is fantastic there's a lot of good courses that are out there but they're trying to bring all of this data together into one place And so I created an account doing that. That's how I'm doing my server-side event tracking. So all of my events go from my website up to a server, and that's where actually they fire, and that information is sent back. And since it's a Google server through Google Analytics, well then, theoretically, my tracking and Google events will all get passed through. Well, so far it's working, but we'll see Okay, (laughs) as we move forward. Well, they just ran out this new software called Google Analytics analytics for. And it's it's really the future of analytics. That's the way Google is putting it. This is all about using AI powered ideas and insights. They want to figure out as people move, they start on a cell phone, they go to a computer, all of this. So there's a lot of really cool things and I've already installed it on my, my own website. But I'm running it in parallel with the other form of Google Analytics, the more traditional one that I already had. Now, a couple benefits to this Google Analytics 4. So you're going to get more of the machine learning that's going to come into it. And I think that's a good thing. I think there's a tremendous amount of insights that we can learn and predictions about where things are going. And and just the reason why I like analytics so much in the data is it tells us what's really happening on our sites. So not only what has happened, but we can also predict what will happen. And so that's a great thing. They're saying that Google Analytics 4 is going to work even better and have a deeper integration if you're running Google Ads. And so I would encourage you to to be doing that and looking into Google Ads if at all possible for you and you know in your your context of where you're at so it will give you insights from your google ads it'll give you insights if you're doing youtube ads or if you're running a youtube type of platform if you have a channel or something like that okay so all of that's really good they also talk about codeless event tracking So to me, this is great because this has been one of the hard stuff, one of the reasons why I use Google Tag Manager and other things is to get more information, more event tracking, more code built into the now older form of Google Analytics. So page scrolls, video plays, all of that. Well, supposedly now in Google Analytics 4, it's going to have codeless event tracking that's going to come into it. And so they're just trying to provide this analytics for what in essence will become a cookie-less future. So should you use it? Well, if you do look into it or if you're getting started, that's the model they're going to give you, and it looks totally different. So I was getting WhatsApp messages from from some clients going, whoa, what happened? Like everything's different. Everything has changed on on Google Tag Manager, Google Analytics, all these things. Yep. Yep. They're changing stuff. Google is changing things. They're changing the logos. Okay, so that's what they do. They change things. But let me give you some comparison here Uh, between Google Analytics 4 and the older form now, what is called Universal Analytics. And then I'll give you my recommendation when we're all done here. Alright, so everything that you're seeing in Google Analytics now are events. So your page views, how much time on sites, if people are downloading a Bible, whatever, all, all of that are events in Google Analytics 4. Okay, Even a page view is now an event. So they're, they're moving everything to that. And you know that may not matter to you, but when you want to retarget based upon events, both on Facebook and on Google, well, I actually am excited about that, that it's moving in that way. But the data models themselves are different. Okay, so as I was saying, Google Analytics 4 is using, it's using machine learning. And so there's a lot more fluidity into what they're trying to do. Okay, and so even the information is going to be displayed differently. The screen looks totally different if you haven't looked at it. But what used to be, in, in my opinion, uh, w- the ways that they would look at stuff in the universal analytics, you have to really dive into it to find out sometimes specific information. It looks like Google Analytics 4 is going to be a little bit easier on that. We're going to see. All right, I, I, I'm not sure yet, but it looks like some of the stuff where you'd have to click on like event, then event category, and event action, those kind of things, that may not be the case now in Google Analytics 4. So to me, I'm excited. That's, a, that's something that's better. All right. There's also all sorts of now integration with BigQuery. And that is super powerful type of just data analysis. You can stream your data right into that. And that's possible even if you are using a free account, which used to not be. All right. So all of that is great. All of the measurements, the the enhancements to the measurements, to the event models, all of that is great. But some of the other, other differences are even just the way you can analyze it. All right. So there used to be features that were available on the paid side of stuff, like Google Analytics 360 or whatever. A lot of those are being added now for free into Google Analytics 4. That's great. The problem is not everything's in there yet, all right? So not everything is showing up in Google Analytics 4 as is there in the Universal Analytics, okay? The older version that's probably on your your site. So Even though things are changing, not everything is there yet. And I want you to remember that because some of that, the the things that you've gotten used to may not be available in GA4. Another big change is that the data itself is going to expire. This is part of the privacy part of that. And so the most, and you have to go in under admin and then settings to change it. But the furthest out that you can keep that data is 14 months, all right? So if you're looking to do a long-term analysis, you're not going to be able to do that in GA4, all right? So you know that's, that's just something for you to be thinking about. All right, there's a bunch of other things. The other thing that you'll notice right away is that the reports, right? Google Analytics 4 as I was saying, there's some functionality that I'm not seeing there. Well, a big part of that is in reporting. Okay. A lot of the reports and ones that I use a lot, I'm not seeing in GA4. And you know, I've only been in it now for a couple weeks. So maybe I'm missing some stuff, but so far, what I knew how to do under universal analytics, I'm not finding it anywhere in GA4 yet. So there's some good information. I think aesthetically it looks great. It's just not there. But it is bringing in some really powerful tools like BigQuery and other things so you know I think they're bringing in new stuff I'm sure they're gonna bring in the older stuff so I I would imagine if you give them some time that some of those reports some of the things if you're like hey where did this go or whatever else well it's gonna show up and if you don't even know how to use Google Analytics let me just put this plug in here right now on our website We have a whole course, it's free, about how to use Google Analytics for ministry. It's even got a a form and a document that you can work through to audit your site. And it's the same. The information there is going to be great for, for you right now, whether you use GA4 or the Universal Analytics, okay? So should you switch right now? Well, what I would say is you might as well get started kicking the tires. But I wouldn't stop or take away your Universal Analytics. I would actually run them both at the same time. There's no issues. I'm doing that. I'm getting reporting on both sides. And it's allowing me to kind of transition over into GA4 and to really see what's going on there. Okay? So you can do that. You can upgrade to Google Analytics 4. There's just there's an upgrade wizard that you can walk through. All right? And so you can create a new property and you can do that automatically there through Google Analytics 4 and start that process. There's no problem with that. It's not going to mess up your existing Universal Analytics, your you know, older Google Analytics property. right? You're just going to run those in parallel. That's what I would encourage you to do, is to get in there, create a new property, upgrade to GA4, and begin to play around and see the differences for yourself. Now if you're seeing some major changes, maybe something I haven't seen yet, Will you reach out? Send me a message. Let me know, hey, this is what we're seeing or not seeing or whatever else. I would love to hear from you about what you're learning as you use it as well. Just what things are you seeing? And so it's really easy if you use Google Tag Manager. It's not hard to install it. There's some great tutorials that are out there. Just Google it, and you're going to find how to install that. All right, but the key there is I really would encourage you to get into it and begin to use it. And this would be a great time if you haven't really been doing much with Google Analytics to get in there and really see what's happening when a person leaves Facebook or Instagram or wherever and they go to your website and they go to your landing pages. And that's important. You own your website. You don't own Twitter. You don't own Facebook. You don't own any of these others. That's, that's rental property. Alright? So, you do own your website. It's great. Be putting good content on there. So run Google Analytics so that you can see what's happening. And then you can use tools like BigQuery. You can use Google Data Studio, which is something that I use like crazy for all of my clients so I can get a dashboard about what's happening. All of those things are really, really important. So I hope that helps you. I hope it encourages you to go ahead and spend maybe 30 minutes and get it set up and then run both of those in parallel. And you'll begin to see what you like, what you don't like, what's not there yet, what's new, what's improved. And I think overall, I think this is going to be a good step. The idea of the pixels and some of this tracking stuff, well, we'll see. We're just going to have to see what's going to happen. And worst case scenario is that our ability to get really, really granular with retargeting may go away, but we can still be putting out great Bible-based gospel content, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will be continuing to work through that media to find seekers, to see them have a conversation with others, to see people of peace, to see leaders emerge so that a movement in your context can happen. And so it starts with knowing what's happening on your website. So I hope this helps. As always, reach out to us if we can be helping you. We are a business's mission. We exist to serve the kingdom, and we're trying to be a blessing to others. That's why we we do charge for some of the stuff we do. But if there's ever something and you're like, we just don't have any funds, but can you help with something, reach out to us. Let us know how we can help you. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to give us five stars if we're worthy of it on your rating for pod, for our podcast. We'd love to hear that. And we've got some exciting announcements that are going to be coming out soon about a whole new area of training that we're going to be doing. So keep pushing, keep testing, keep praying, encourage one another, and let's make Jesus famous. Until next time, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.